You are listening to Black Man in the Right World. Hey everybody, this is Mike. This is Grant, and today we're talking about expectations. Expectations we have on ourselves. And that society puts on us. Through the lens of the Black Falcon and the White Wolf. No, Mike, it's Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know what? I really like doing this show with you, Grant. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. I bet you weren't, bitch. No. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mike, do you have a dream for us this week? No, I don't have a dream. But, but. Well, I kind of, I have like a part, part of a dream. <laughs> I can read that. Well, you know, you can, you can share your dream or we can just check in on what's been going on in your life. Um, nothing amazing. Well, let me see. I can, I, let me, I can try to remember this. Okay. Okay. So this dream, I was at a football game, um, like a big, huge football game, probably like the NFL, not like college but it had college energy, if that makes sense. Um, raucous? Yeah, what? Like a raucous, rollicking good time. Are you from, like, the antebellum south? Like, what kind of word? <laughs> no. Okay, <laughs> raucous. Raucous, that's like the 50s latest. I guess. That's, that's such a dated way of saying this. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I felt like I was watching the game at first, and I was on the sidelines and, like, in the bleachers. But then all of a sudden at some point, because, you know, in my dreams, I'm always switching and moving different locations and shit because I don't know. Yeah. But suddenly now I'm, like, in this, um, in one of the, like, commentator boxes or, like, I'm way up high up and I'm looking down at the game, like, where the owners and shit would be. Mm. So that was crazy. Um, and it was just weird that it was a football game in my dream because I literally haven't paid attention to football since like 2002. So I was like, okay, like I guess we're back here. But I literally, yeah, I never give a fuck about football for Wait, a while. Wait, what's football? I'm just kidding. That sport, you know, with the thing and the, and the thing. Oh, yeah, and sports ball. It's like wrestling, but like with like a lot of butter so they can't really like grasp each other. I don't oh, know. that sounds kind of like Greco Roman. Yeah. Um, but anyway. So, uh, I don't know what team was playing. I know some, like, there was, like, a lot of red and white, so whatever that may be mean. Mm. Um, but at some point, there uh, was, like, a transformation of the football game. Like, like the noises and the sounds of it and the things that were going on started to turn into, like, just a big crowd of people. Like, almost like I was talking to, like, a like a huge audience or a huge arena full of like my loyal subjects. Whoa. So it was like, it was like football game. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, this isn't a football game. This is actually like a medieval, like Coliseum. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, some Roman King or something like talking to everybody, Roman emperor. Uh, so Caesar Augustus, I guess it was pretty intense. Um, so that was a trip. And then all of a sudden, um, my mom is there. My dad's there, my sister's there, and my brother are there. And I think each of them are taking turns saying things. And I'm so nervous every time they say something. Because I'm like, they're going to say the wrong thing to this huge crowd or audience of people. And, like, we're going to be, like, ruined or something. Like, they just don't, they won't say the right thing. I know what they're supposed to say. And then it comes to my turn. And I don't know how I know this. It's like I'm, like, out of my body. So, like, I'm looking at myself as well. And I'm like... I start going off book, and I'm the one that starts saying all the stuff that I'm not supposed to say. 
Uh-oh. But like I'm saying like militant things and I'm like calling out the system of everything call and saying like none of this works and everything's falling apart and we don't know what we're doing and all this stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm watching myself say it. I'm like, no, Mike, stop. Don't do that. And the crowd is like getting like all riled up and like they're so intense and like they're I'm thinking they're angry, but they're actually like loving it. And it's cr- and so like that's 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 the most that I can remember from the dream before I wake up. But it's yeah, I just remember like me saying things and it, it got very like young adult novel diversion. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my like God. you're like the Supreme Chancellor up there, like yelling but, for the crowd to overthrow or. Yeah, well, I was like I was like the bad guy from my like Hunger Games or whatever with the yeah. white hair. Don- was it Donald Sutherland? But then like I thought I was just Donald Sutherland, but I turned into Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> Whoa. So I was like, okay, like I guess. A little bit of expectations versus reality there. Yeah. I don't know if my, the little hybrid Bowie U thing was there. But yeah, where am I in this dream? You, I would say you were in a crowd somewhere. Where's the wolf pack? Yeah. Uh, I, it was a moment where the crowd reminded me. Remember when the movie surfers back in the day would show us how the movies were made on Disney Channel? Yes, like how they showed us how to make or how they made Mulan yes. with like computer graphics. Yes. Yeah, that was that's, amazing. That's what it felt like I was looking at. It was like it was actually <laughs> only like 25 people or something like that. But then in Disney movie surfers, it was like actually there's like hundreds of them because they like multiplied it with technology and like computer graphics. Well, have you heard this fact before? that supposedly you're in your brain when you're dreaming you can't make up new faces so everyone you see in your dream is someone you've seen before or they're like a fake uh imageless face i guess i don't believe that because i feel like i've seen people in my dreams i've never seen or maybe you saw them in passing but then you overlooked them i guess we might need to fact check this <laughs> yeah um but so that that conversation about expectations i mean like the Oscars happen and like did you even see it? The Oscar who? <laughs> I, the I heard something about I heard something about the Academy Awards. Is this like wrestling or like football, whatever that's what we were talking about? Yeah. No. Um I didn't watch the Oscars at all because even when we watched the Grammys, I was it was just like music videos. And I was just watching little pieces. So like now I just like all I care about to find out who won is I could just go on the internet and be like who won this, who won that. Yeah, I just went to Twitter basically. Yeah. And Google. I only watched I did watch the speech from the hair up and makeup artist from uh Mott Rainey's Black Bottom that won because mm. it was like the first time black women won or black women films won um, an award for hair and makeup. Yeah, that's awesome. Which I was like, bitch, you know that's a whole lie. All the hair and makeup and hair salons and shit and expertise that black women have had in in the history of hair care period. And you want to tell me now is the first time that they're winning an award? You mean to tell me like, uh-uh. Probably not the first time they won an award, like, on the team, right? But then, of course, the person on the head of the team is the one who wins the award. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's like the the Betsy Ross won. And then, like, it's like we getting damn well no Betsy Ross was not sewing all them damn flags by herself when slaves existed. Yep, and there's the T. And that's the T. Yeah. Like, bitch, please. But obviously, like, really cool um, things did happen. Like, for instance, Chloe Zhao won Best Director. yeah. For Nomadland, isn't which she, I haven't seen. Isn't she affluent? 
I'm part of, I'm part of that group of people now that's like, oh, if you have money, your struggle's not real. <laughs> All the people that make that have torment in my life. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, that was that was good that she won. That I heard it was a great movie. But at the same time, I'm kind of tired of these movies where it's like, I'm a white woman and like I'm gonna eat, pray, love, but it's gonna be very like dirty. <laughs> is that is that what Nomadland is? I, don't I think know. so. I feel like she's like traveling in like a in a van or something or an RV. That and makes like, sense. Is that what Cake was when Cake came out? Is that what the movie was called? Cake. You don't know. No, I'm sorry. Um, there's a Reese Witherspoon, or was that the one? With oh, Jennifer uh, Aniston. That was the one with Jennifer Aniston. Now that you say okay. that, okay. Um, what movie I'm thinking? Wild about? is the Wild. one with there Reese Witherspoon. Go. But see, I'm getting them all mixed up because every movie is like just was like distraught white wife who's like, I'm done with this life and this is my second act and now I'm gonna like go into the mountains. It's like a cool storyline, but at the same time, like that's nice. I don't need to watch it. Sorry. Yeah. Well, but I thing, will. The thing I like is, Francis I McDormand. I normally watch like all of the Best Picture nominees, but. I didn't see any of them this year just because I like wasn't going to the movies like because of the pandemic. Too many of them were involving very intense black stories that you couldn't handle. That's why you didn't want to go. Okay, first of all, I saw One Night in Miami. I watched. I almost said Black Falcon and Winter Soldier just because we were talking about that. I watched The Falcon and Winter Soldier, and uh, I watched. I did not see Juice in the Black Messiah yet because yeah. I missed it on HBO and I'm cheap. Yep. But see, the thing that's fucked up is like, look at the similarities between Judas and the Black Messiah, the United States versus Billie Holiday. Um, also, what was the other movie you said? Oh, One Night in Miami. One Night in Miami. All those movies, what do they have in common? They all have to do with a certain like civil rights era of black folks who were murdered are killed by our government or by, you know, the product of, of the racist society. So it's still like, cool, we're celebrating these movies about black stories, but it's also like we're reminding black people, like, we will fucking kill you if you become too militant, like Billie Holiday or um, Malcolm X. Malcolm X, yeah, and stuff like that. Uh, Frank, right? Fra- or Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton, yeah. yeah. So it's like, the, it, they probably killed Frank too, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever Frank is. Yeah, they killed Frank too. But everybody. But I'm saying, like, it, those those are the stories that they that are being celebrated and put into the forefront. And I'm like, that's you know, it's it I, I loved all those movies. I'm not I'm not knocking on that, but it's it's annoying that that is the focus. Yeah, which we talked about last last episode as well. Why well, like tune in on Black Trauma if you haven't seen listened to that one yet. Exactly. Yeah. So like why is it? Why did Angela Bassett not win uh, an Academy Award for waiting to exhale or for when How Stella got her groove back? If we mm-hmm. if we are so obsessed with these stories of wives who have been mistreated and they have to go eat, pray, love for a fucking couple days, that's a good point. Oh, because it, it's not the same. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not it's not as good as fucking uh, the movies that you know Reese Witherspoon and. Francis McDormand playing in these white women. Oh, but then also, like, even Angela Bassett also was Tina Turner. Come on now. 
if there was any wife that went through some shit. Yeah, she was seriously. also Coretta Scott King. She was also Rosa Parks. She was also... Uh, <laughs> when are they going to give Angela Bassett her flowers? Yeah, like, like, like just, come on. This just turned into like an Angela Bassett stand account. It's like, <laughs> bitch, give her her flowers. We should do a series where we just watch Angela Bassett movies and talk about it. Yeah. But yeah, so the Oscars material is just... I'm not that interested anymore. So that's why I know I didn't see a lot of the movies. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like I had zero expectations because I didn't really... I was not following, really, what was going on. Yeah, I don't even know what I was paying attention to because I I wasn't paying attention to the news either for the last month. I was just, like, in my own world. It's kind of like one of those... It's kind of like... Things are fragmented right now. Yeah. I feel like everyone's kind of on their own... In their own space. I don't know. Maybe that's just... Maybe it's just us. Yeah, maybe that's just you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been on Twitch a lot lately. I've oh. Like, yeah, I've just been watching people play video games because I'm so fucking cool. I think that's... Fuck it. Like, yeah. I mean, what what are you going to watch? You're going to watch Black Trauma on the news? Yeah. You're going to watch good. it in the movies? You're going to watch it on TV? No. Like, I'm going to watch fucking some Final Fantasy trauma. Yeah. I think that's, like, perfectly fine. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't, I wasn't really that into the Oscars. I feel like I keep saying the Grammys. I'm not sure, but I mean the Oscars if I ever said the Grammys. Yeah. Well, Daniel Kaluuya also won. Emerald Fennel won. I mean, there's a lot of like really cool, a lot of people got recognition this time. Yeah. But. Well, what was so fucked up? It was like Daniel Kaluuya and uh, Lakeith Stanfield were both best supporting actors. So I was like, who the fuck is the main actor in the movie then? <laughs> the white guy? <laughs> Yeah. That one, the CIA agent or no. whatever. But people, black men, I feel like they uh, want to be that because it's easier to possibly win. Well, I did read a story about um, that ha- that happening for Viola Davis when she was going out for yeah one of her roles. Oh, um, for Fences. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's obvious yeah. that, is, that it, apparently it works. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's just like at the end of the day, it's like I'm tired of this game. It's like it's it's very silly to constantly have this conversation with Hollywood leading it, being like, we want to be more progressive, everybody needs to be more progressive, Republicans are racist, and then like that same entity that's spouting all that shit is doing like this problematic stuff and they go, We don't know what happened. That's crazy. It's yeah. Like, whatever, trash. Well, I mean like the the big storyline of the night was that, you know, they rearranged everything so that they would give uh, best actor last to Chadwick Boseman, and then like Anthony Hopkins won. Like I didn't even know he was in a movie this year. Right? I didn't even know that movie existed. <laughs> like I almost thought he had like passed on. Like not like knock wood. I don't want to put that on him, but like oh, see, I, didn't I, that. I didn't even know he was still alive. I knew Anthony Hopkins was still alive. Like, you, you wouldn't know when if he if he passed. Well, away. he died in Westworld. Okay, and like Westworld is. Kind of, I'm like this is all a simulation, right? So like Westworld. Two thousand real world. We might as well be living in Westworld yeah. at this point. But yeah, so I I like. That's what they get because that's why his ass wasn't even there because he didn't even care about it. Like nobody did anybody even check. Like I guess they can't check the envelopes, but like maybe they should there check is, the envelopes. There's, there's like two people that do know what's in the envelope. Well, wouldn't you say like, "Hey, we're gonna do a thing because we're expecting a thing. Can you give us the heads up that the thing is gonna happen?" Clearly, they don't do that because that's why Moonlight didn't get the fucking award and they gave it to La La Land on accident. Well, you were telling me a conspiracy theory that you think that that's all planned. I, I think I think there is. If if there, we live in a world where Rudy Giuliani actually exists and Matt Gates and and Donald Trump 
Like, I highly believe that there could be a person out there that's that disgruntled and pissed off and be like, <laughs> it's QAnon. Yeah, maybe it's cute. Now that he's done with the uh, with the government, he's moved on to Hollywood. Hollywood, he's kind of take down the Hollywood elites. <laughs> Dear Lord, oh my gosh. Well, what did you think of um, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Black Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, <laughs> That's a reference to the show, y'all. Yeah, and also to his blackness. Um, yep, I liked it a lot. It, I, I'm already a biased Marvel Cinematic Universe fan, so like, there's not much they can do wrong. I even like. Thor Ragnarok, not Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> like that's a controversial opinion. Yeah, no, everyone likes that one. Thor Dark World. Oh, you know what? I kind of like that movie too. It's kind of cool. It's got like an elf thing going on. I don't yeah. know. It's cool, but it's kind of whack to everyone else. So like, yeah. I'm saying I like. That's how badly I like Marvel movies. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I like them all. I liked it back when it was uh, when Blade came out with three fucking movies, and then we had the audacity to say that Spider Man was like the first time that. Marvel movies really became popular, and I was like, "Bullshit, racism." Blade did it way before him. But anyway, mm. um, that's a, that's a tea for another day. What I, about Spawn too? I don't know if Spawn was popular, but Spawn's not Marvel. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I liked just everything about it because it it addressed a lot of like the uh, the elephants in the room from uh, the original Winter Soldier movie that when he first met. Uh, Sam Wilson and like he became like his black sidekick and stuff like that like mm. all those characters came back and then everybody that was in um, Civil War so like it very much was a continuation of the Captain America like world and universe and that was cool to me because mm. that those were some of the the most fun Marvel movies for me was Winter Soldier and Civil War because it was like bringing a lot of characters together and like our government is shady and stuff and we're learning all that kind of stuff and this one continued it like shows you how problematic our government can be our history can be uh the dynamics between black men and white men and black people white people stuff like that yeah that was really cool the show is created by malcolm spellman um who was a producer on um empire amongst other things producer and writer and it was directed- Do you know what season of Empire? Because there's some seasons that should have been deleted. You know what? Let's not even go there because yeah, I don't know. Go I'm gonna assume the good app, the good seasons. Yeah, and then you know, got a got a better gig working yeah, for got Marvel. A gig. Cool. <laughs> um, and then directed by Carrie Scogland, who directed a lot of stuff. Directed some episodes of Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Um, Which so- I need to start again. Ugh. It's yeah, it's coming. Back. Isn't it it's coming back. out? Oh, it's here. She's here, and I was like, I'm not ready for you. I have not prepared myself for you. Hulu's gonna just be trying to get us to watch it every uh, every day. I'm probably gonna binge it too because I'm a sadistic. But yeah. that's cool. The credits of this of this show show that like why it has some cool storylines and stuff like that, that are being addressed because those people deal with their other uh, properties and things they worked on have dealt with kind of social issues and like a what if scenario. Totally, and the show is really cool. I mean, if you haven't watched it yet and you don't want. Plot details. I mean, maybe it's stop now, but yeah, your I, ass always gets on spoilers. Well, we gotta talk about it. I mean, like the plot is pretty interesting. Basically, it's dealing with the ramifications of, like you said, like Civil War and Winter Soldier. But then there's also elements of um, Infinity War and Endgame, where now all of a sudden, you know, 
half the world's population comes back yes. and then there's refugees because yes. people if were you like don't know that then you're a dumb like that's on your dumb ass for not watching the, mo- the marvel movies by now fair. that's one thing that gets on my nerves is like people that are so adamant against like watching marvel movies or so adamant against about watching franchises like they're so holier than thou because they're like i don't watch that i'm above that i'm like but you fucking stare at a wall and drink jack daniels all day so like <laughs> this feels like you're weirdly targeted Who no it's, i don't know what that is i'm just saying like it could be anyone it could be like a redneck from like Alabama or something. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's just someone from the Appalachian Mountains or something. That's probably like, I don't watch those Hollywood elite Disney movies. And it's like, but you, what are you doing? Are you doing anything special? So like, it's not like, it's just like getting watched movies I, I, by I see now. what you're saying. So like, yeah. yeah, if if you are a person who has not seen it, I'm comparing you to that. <laughs> you're just, just staring at a wall, drinking Jack Daniels. Drinking Jack Daniels, ain't doing shit with your life. Because <laughs> yes, uh, the ramifications of the world being turned upside down yeah. and split in half by Thanos and then uh, Captain America moving on. Now we have to be needed a new Captain America. Yeah. So like that's what happens in this. And it's like pretty obvious to us, pretty obvious to like James Bucky, Winter Soldier, um, Sebastian Stan, who yeah. I stand. Uh, it's very, <laughs> it's up to him to kind of like, they all know what should happen. But of course, Sam Wilson, who's like the black character and he was once like a sidekick now he's not the sidekick he's like the main guy he has to deal with like do I take up the shield or not and it's mm. like I liked it because I was like damn there's so many times in my fucking life where I felt like I need to take up the shield like whether that may seem to other people like I'm very conceited <laughs> <laughs> are you think, saying you are Captain America <laughs> I'm not saying I'm Captain America but I am saying that I grew up in a very conservative systematic uh, area that it was like this is this is the world that is being set up for white people and I learned how to navigate that world that was supposed to be set up for white people and supposed to get white people ahead and I got that education and I got that that knowledge and I was in that environment and so now that I know that I'm like you guys can't trick me because I see what sh- I see what you're doing mm. like I wasn't I wasn't thrown off into some like some other system or put into some you know gerrymandered ghetto where like I could be I could be forced some the wrong influences or I could I could be, you know, guided in a different direction. I got to see what the fuck you were up to, more or less. I got I got to I got to thrive in the conservative racist area. So I was like, oh, I'll see what I'll see what y'all do when y'all go home and close, you know, close the door. So I I feel like Sam Wilson because he is he was a government he worked for the government. He worked for the military. Yeah, he yeah. He's, part of it. He starts even in the in the you know the first episode of the show he's doing a mission for the air force yeah he's flipping and flying and spinning and shit yeah which was tight i was like okay they got a budget (laughs) yeah because mandalorian was not doing all of that well i even mandalorian some of their sequences i'm like dang this is expensive yeah they got money yeah this is a lot but yeah it was tight he was like he was this was clearly a little more action-packed than scarlet witch yeah or than wandavision so i was like okay i can do that um because i love action yeah, it was really cool. And I like the way that they dealt with his relationship and then Bucky, where they literally start, which I think is intentional. And you you also, you and I had a little chat about this right before, but they start with him in therapy, right? <laughs> which yes. I was like, that was a very intentional choice to start with his character Absolutely. in therapy because it's kind of like a running theme for him and for the other white characters in this, well, particularly just him and the other Captain America, no spoilers, um, th- that they have to deal with some of their trauma and some of their guilt 
that they yeah. have associated with elements of this, which I thought was a bold choice. I think that all, I, well, at first I said all white men should have to take therapy at some point. Like, yeah. you should be forced to. But I think, I, I, I want to redact that, go back, and say that all men should be have to do take, take therapy. And the reason why I'm saying all men is because, one, I'm a man, so I identify as a man, so, like, I need to... I'm a, I acknowledge and own my own shit, but mm-hmm. also too I can't speak to the female or femme or woman experience. So like, also they go through enough stuff that I feel like they go through their own therapy because they're forced to the way like the way the natural world creates created them. They have to go through therapy. They have to figure shit out. Yeah, like the do. world the world is set up so that men don't have to go to therapy, yeah. right? right? Well, we, we, well don't have to, we can just do whatever we want, and yeah. I hate that shit. Exactly. So it's uh, we can just piss wherever we want to. That's I always yeah. think that physically and like spirit and, and spiritually, not spiritually, <laughs> mentally, we can piss wherever the fuck we want to, and I hate that. Yeah. Um. So it yeah, I think like men that. should be forced to go to therapy. Because yeah. his character is being like court mandated as part of his like pardon to go. So yeah. he doesn't want to be there. But throughout the course of the series. Which is crazy. It's like, I mean, I get like America is literally shooting on our black people, but the fucking winter soldier gets a pardon. <laughs> yeah. This nigga was snapping necks and shit on live <laughs> camera and shit and on live TV. Like he literally caused Iron Man and Captain America to get in a little cat fight. And they had the audacity to pardon this motherfucker. Like, okay, don't get me wrong. Sebastian Stan and Winter Soldier, I would pardon his ass too. But (laughs) (laughs) I'll be be 100% with you. But at the same time, I was like, what? How dare? Yeah. But, you know. But it's interesting. Like, it is like a kind of like a special treatment in a way. But he's got some serious demons because of all that stuff that he did. Yeah, he killed a bunch of people. Yeah. It was crazy. And and so part of him having to reconcile with that is, you know, going to this. And then obviously the, you know, the missions throughout the series kind of take over for a little while. But then they circle back to it because he keeps guilting Falcon into like, why didn't you take up the shield? Because he's like, I know you should take the shield. You know you should take the shield. Why didn't you take it? Yeah. And then at a certain point, he he has a realization where he realizes all of the weight that comes with that, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Have you realized the weight that that comes with taking up the shield? Like... Are you talking about as far as like if some if like your black roommate said like let's start a podcast and talk about entertainment and like happy <laughs> stuff and then you make us talk about fucking race every five episodes? Oh, I'm making yeah, us like, talk about it. D- yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> do you know the weight of this? Do you know what I have to deal with talking about race? You look like an activist. I look like an angry person. Oh yeah, I think I, I've definitely seen that play out. And it's it's can be heavy sometimes. I mean, like, I feel like you have told me times where you feel very, you know, like disarmed by it, ironically, by yeah. taking up the shield. Yeah. But, and you're like putting so much of yourself out there. Yeah, Because when you when like speaking in the same vein of the of the show is like that puts a bigger target on his back. Yeah. When he when he carries that shield cuz now he is going to be questioned by like the traditional black community which they represent that in a character uh Isaiah Bradley they they represent that. Um Which they, he's from the comic books, right? Yeah, he's from the comic books. There was a black there was a black Captain America for a hot second. Wow, that's so cool. Cuz of course they're going to do it like it was a hot commodity back then, but then like they literally got rid of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Intense. But 
that so like yeah like the black community is very wary of Sam if he takes up the Captain America's like oh he being a sellout then you got all the racist people who are like you don't deserve to be Captain America because Captain America's blonde hair blue eye and a white guy and then you have the American government and the world who's like now that you are Captain America you can do all these things because you you uphold this image now so like it's just like it's everybody watching you and I relate to that. Because there are things that I feel like I need to do in this world or how I view the world, which has a lot of positive outlook. And I always feel ashamed by that sometimes. Mm. Like, I feel like I'm not supposed to be so positive. I'm not allowed to be positive. Like, you're not supposed to be smiling, Mike. Someone just got shot yesterday for being a black person or being unarmed. You need to be sad. But I'm like, I'm not sad. I'm like ready to change things and and do things and, and be positive. And it's like... It, it makes me feel like I was, like I t- like I took the Captain America shield, knowing that it was rooted in racism. Yeah, because do you think that's the reason why he said no to take it in the first place? And then we'll get back to like us. Yeah, like he said no because he didn't be- like he didn't believe in it. No, I think he said no because he, think he knows it's not going to be easy. No one's going to accept him. Yeah, like it wasn't that he didn't feel worthy of it. It was that he was more worried about. Just like all of that come that comes with it, like yeah, almost I mean, like a fear thing. Almost. It's it's not even it's not even a fear. It's a, it's a reality. Yeah, like it belonged to a white a blonde haired super uh, super soldier. Like yeah. he's not a blonde haired super soldier. <laughs> yeah, who's like from the nineteen forties? <laughs> also, <laughs> who lives who lives in modern times? Yeah. He's not that. It's interesting though, too, because like the character who's like kind of like the villain of the show has this like pretty radical idea of like one world, one people, and all this. And he can kind of relate to that in a way. Like he doesn't have any love for America in that way because he sees how it mistreats him. Yeah. And I feel like that's like a very relatable feeling, like as an American, like seeing that and being like, yeah, like. There's a lot of really great things that America can do, but there's a lot of really horrible thing that, things that America has done. And so it gets you in this really conflicted space where you're like, about everything. Especially, you know, I would, I would say, you know, as a white person dealing with guilt, like the Sebastian Stan of it all, like having all of these demons that you have to like, that you feel like you want to like, oh, well, maybe if I go and take down the really, really bad people, then I'll, that'll make me better, which is like kind of what he's doing with his like journal that he has. Yeah. And I feel like as white people, we kind of feel like that's we like how I feel wanna... sometimes when we have the episodes of like white supremacy, KKK and stuff. It's like I'm giving I'm handing you the tools to make you look like the better white person. But see, that's not what his character learns, though. He learns like, no, there's actually you have to do the hard work, which isn't just like, oh, getting vengeance on these people that's deflecting i think you said that when we were talking for about it for him yeah it's you actually have to go and there's some people who need closure from you yeah um and you need to deal with that and so, be of service in that way yeah we said we were talking about this earlier when we were watching it like the that uh falcon and the winter soldier very much the relationship is similar to ours, but like based on like their attitudes and personalities or like not their attitudes, and personalities, that's, that's correct. Uh, kind of, but the, what, what they represent is kind of swapped. Like you and I would, I would be the winter soldier and you, and you would be the Falcon. Wait, how so? Remind me. Because Falcon was like, 
always doing trying to do the right thing and it's just conflicted because like now he's like doing the right thing also means I'm doing the right thing for the wrong people too because I have to do it for everyone. Yeah. So you like feel guilty about that. And I'm like the weird soldier over here like I was dangerous at one point in a problem, but now I want to do better, but I'm still <laughs> dangerous. Like, yeah. So like, yeah, but now we have to realize it's like, well, just use that for good and like work together to like. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. There's a great bit where they're like, we're like, we're not partners. We're more like two guys with a mutual friend. <laughs> Which is how I feel like we kind of started. Like, I feel like, well, we did have a mutual friend, but, like, Sam was kind of, like, our mutual friend. And then... We had a couple mutual, like, offshoot friends. Austin yeah. Austin, Austin Smythe, too. And so yeah, like, right, exactly. So yeah. Austin. And then, like, all of a sudden, we're like, we're like, no, we're not partners. Like, we're not, like, you know, we don't, like, do projects together. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, cut to... 2020 and we have like 10 projects in this podcast and all this stuff literally though like there's so many similarities because i even think about like you were very much pulling some captain america shit when (laughs) when we were making token because like yeah that was that was our civil war moment where you were like no i know him i worked with him i didn't like i know who he truly is and then everyone freaked out and then we had a big old battle on the fucking uh helipad or whatever (laughs) yeah that is kind of what happened (laughs) it's very accurate yeah yeah that, well, I mean, uh, that's why I relate to Bucky, though. I feel like I have demons, man. <laughs> yeah, but those demons are not your demons that you necessarily created. They're demons, they're historical demons. Yeah. That. And I'm like, bitch, so do I. You know, like, we all have them. Yeah. But it's it's like... But, I, I mean, the whole, the whole thing of the show is, like, just reconciling with this, like, almost like, what, is, what does America mean? And like how it's different for like white and black people, which I feel like is what we t- we, we don't we just talk about life. We don't talk about America necessarily, yeah. but and there's a bunch of people that are forgotten. Like I think that's what the storyline also was kind of touching on. Maybe it was intentional or not, but in the conversation of white and black, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Bucky, and Sam, Captain America, you know all these different characters. It's like white, black, white, black, white, black. But then. The flag smasher and all those people were all displaced people that everyone forgets to talk about, whether they're from totally. other countries or whether they're from other ethnicities, like Latino, Asian, stuff like that. I feel like we kind of leave them out of the conversation sometimes, and we're always talking about white and black, white and black. Yes. And then because we do that, they, there's all this other built-up frustration, and now there's all these groups fighting when some of them have similar causes. Yeah. But now they're approaching those causes in different directions or in different methods, and so they still are at odds. It's like... It's the same, it's the reason why, you know, Latin communities and black communities, even they live in the same goddamn areas, but heads. It's, it's the reason why Asian communities and black communities are both being killed or harmed, whether it's by their own people or by people that don't look like them or by the system. But they don't completely agree because they both have endured, endured these pains separately for so long that they think they're different but it's not it's a, it is still the same so like that the show addresses that too with the flag smasher crew yeah they do it intentionally with the casting and there's a lot of good actors and and, and lines but i feel like it's it, it almost did a disservice to that group because like i mean I, besides the main character the leader i didn't really know any of their names and I watched it like yesterday. You yeah, know? they say them, but it's like once or twice, so you don't yeah. really. But that, but see, is that not what what happens? It is. It's like we all we know is the Greta Thunberg, but we don't know everybody else. 
That's what I'm gonna call her. The little the little Greta Thunberg. She was she was the buff Greta Thunberg. She was beating people ass. Yeah. She took that serum or whatever. Aaron Kellyman is the actor, but I forgot her name. Oh, whatever. it's like Montague or something. Her name was Carly. Carly, yeah. Okay. Yeah, such so just like a teeny girl name. She like had her Lisa Frank on. Well, there's a great moment where it's like you think, oh no, they have a hostage. It's like, oh no, this is the leader of the crew and she kicks their ass. Yeah, she whooped their ass when they was on them trucks. That was a very fast and furious ass like fight. Yeah, that was awesome. I was like, okay, Vin Diesel, calm down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the show definitely, I think my interpretations of it, whether this is what they intended, all the writers and creators intended or not, mm-hmm. my interpretations were enjoyable for me because I was able to compare them to things in my own life growing up in a very predominantly white system uh, to Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then also just the, our world in general, how I view the world and how I see certain things playing on the world. I was like, this is a fun, fantastic way of thinking about it. Because yeah. obviously superheroes and superhumans and shit. I think they did a great job of tackling things, you know, that that a lot of people can relate to from different perspectives. Like, there's so many different issues that they're talking about. Like, well, it's all part of the same issue, which I thought was really great. You know what is cool about that show? For me watching it, I had zero expectations about it going in. Like, I wasn't watching any of the trailers. This is like a thing I do. I never watch trailers for stuff I really want to watch. I hate that. <laughs> like, because I'm like, I'm already in. I so I'll it. watch it when I watch it. And same with uh, WandaVision and Thunder Force, which I watched over the weekend as well. And I like things. You, I, I like things when you don't have these built up expectations about them. Like, it's so much easier to watch it because you just are like, show me what you got. But see, here, let, let me let me challenge you on this one. Okay. I've been watching a lot of Ayala Van Zandt. So now I, I feel like I'm like a low-key therapist. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let me let me invite you to do something, beloved. Uh, like she would say. No, but anyway, <laughs> I'm watching too, way too much of it. But I, the reason why I think watching trailers or it, or preparing yourself for things that you know you're going to enjoy is not a bad thing because I, I'll use marriage and weddings as an example. You you go to the wedding rehearsal, you plan the wedding and spend months planning it, getting the dress and doing all that. That doesn't make you be like, well, I did all this part. Now the wedding's actually not even be exciting. Fuck it. I don't even care about it now. No, that's not true because it was only a little piece. It was only a little piece of the puzzle. The, so it's the same thing with like the trailer is just the rehearsal. The buying the tickets is buying the dress. Finding out which friends you're going to go see the movie with because you all like that same other movie is the people you're inviting to the wedding. Finding the movie theater that you're going to go to is like finding the venue. All these things are just small pieces that make it even more exciting because you know you're going to love this movie already. It doesn't matter. There's nothing that can stop you from doing that. You, you decided that already. So watching the trailer is not going to suddenly make you get cold feet and be like, I watched the trailer. Now I don't want to see the movie at all. It's going to make you more. It should make you more excited. So you putting it off is I, I I think I think it like I get I think you probably would do it more so because it's gonna give away good parts of the movie. Yeah, that's exactly that, why yeah, I don't watch yeah. it. So that's that's I understand that. Because yeah. there's a lot of times that trailers will show fucking like all the funny scenes and then you go see the comedy movie and you're like that shit was whack. But nowadays they have so much footage that I think doesn't get really released. Sometimes there's always scenes in trailers that don't even pop up in the movie. Yeah, that I've I've seen that happen before. Yeah, so I mean, go watch. I, I see trailers. your point there. I see your point. I think though, a better thing is I just think there's so much hype around this stuff 
where like people are like have their own expectations of how they would make movies and stuff. So then they would get upset about like, oh, this wasn't like this wasn't what I would have done, and this wasn't. What, there's just like this, yeah. you know, the entitlement virus that America has. But that's that's how I feel about white people. Like, there's just so much <laughs> hype around you guys. I'm like, <laughs> it's not all that. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. Like, I hate it. Like, I can fuck with it. It's cool. I like. I I will. I I'll put white people in my circle. Like, y'all are chill. But at the same time, like, it's way too much hype about you guys. Like, you can't be on all the Disney movies. You can't be on the TV all the goddamn time. You can't be all the presidents. You can't be, like, all the world leaders on all the money. Like, it's too much. Like, the hype is just overhyped. You are overrated. <laughs> this just said white people overrated. Right, you are overrated. Like, dial it back. Like, and, and we can be chill. Like, ain't nobody saying you got to go. Like, we love y'all. We want y'all to kick it. But, like, chill out. Like, you ain't got to be everywhere. So, like... Well, that's how you know we're, like, in a bubble is because, like, when you start to tell white people that, like, oh, like, you're not all that. Like, maybe, like, don't have every job. <laughs> like, maybe don't have all the cool roles in government or all the cool, like, keep all the cool stuff for yourself. Oh, They're, like, all of a sudden we're, like, oh, no. <laughs> like, you, you're you saying you hate me. It's like, like no. no. No, I just, like, you ain't got to do everything. Share some of this stuff. Yeah. Like, so yeah. That's that's, fair. that's my version of it. It's like it's not movie trailers, it's just an entire ethnic group. Of well there's people. that there's that great line in Winter Soldier when Sam's like when you didn't take up or not Sam, I'm sorry, uh uh Bucky, when he says like you didn't take up the shield and that was all I had and then I started to feel like if like then I don't have anything. I feel like that's kinda like what white people or people who love America are feeling it's like when people criticize America or say America's racist it's like well if you're saying like it sounds like you're saying like I, you're criticizing me or like you're criticizing like the only thing that I have and like if you're saying like America's bad then I don't have anything without that because I'm American or I'm white if you're saying so white is bad I don't have anything that's so sad also like I'm American too calm down but <laughs> uh he reminds me of when, like, I don't think you have said this that much, but, like, other white friends that we had or, or you know, less uh, visibly cultured people uh, had at, at Chapman University, they always, like, would get mad and say, like, oh, everything's going to be harder for them because, like, they are so boring. Like, I don't have compelling stories. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, like, I don't have, like, there's not much about me. I'm not that interesting. I, I feel like you might have said something like that at some point. Yeah, I definitely felt that way when I was applying to college when I was, like, 17. I hate that. I'm like, what the fuck is, what do you mean interesting? Like, you haven't, you haven't lived in, like, a gang-ridden neighborhood? You have, Your mom hasn't been on drugs? Like, what are you trying to get at? What do you mean you're not interesting enough to go to college? Like, that sounds like a personal problem to me. If you did, if you never, like, did any extracurriculars at school and you're not uh, charismatic and you can't fucking talk to people, that's your dumb ass. Thank God. Don't put that on race. Don't put that on uh, uh, economic background. Don't put that on, like, where you grew up. That's your boring ass. So, like, don't be like, oh, it's because I'm a white guy. I don't have any culture. I hate, I hate women. I hear people say that. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm from so-and-so somewhere. I'm not, I'm not Indian. I'm not black. I'm not Chinese. I don't have any culture. I'm like, that's not. But doesn't that speak to the overhypedness of whiteness? Like, like that's, that's what caused that. The overhypedness of the mediocrity of whiteness. There, there are some white cultures that are very fucking deep in culture. Are you kidding? Like, if you're someone from Italy, come on. Like, if you are someone (laughs) that's from like Germany, we, ooh, 
it might not all be good, but you got some history. Like, if you're from anywhere from the Eastern Europe, Eastern European countries, Russian countries, like they, they, these are uh, these are very enriched in culture. So, like, that's not true. So, it's just the people that are like, all I know about my family is that we grew up in Mississippi because we didn't keep a good history of our family. I'm boring. There's nothing special about me. And I'm like, yeah, because you're mediocre. It has nothing to do with your whiteness. It has to do with you just being mediocre. Your family's just boring. So, like, they yeah. they get too much attention. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's the imposter syndrome that, that hits everyone, you know, like, where you feel like, oh, I'm mediocre, when you don't think about, like, actually some interesting stuff did happen to me, or, like, I have done some interesting things. I just, what I think of as interesting is, I don't know, well, different. Yeah. Well, and Sam... Basically tells Bucky, because he's so focused on what Captain America thinks of him and stuff, and the world thinks of him, and he's like, yeah. what if they're all wrong? What if it doesn't matter what they think? And that's that's kind of like where I, I'm starting, I'm learning more and more to embrace, is that there's these expectations of me from my parents, from my black identity, from the schools I grew up in, from the people that I met, from my you know job career and stuff like that that I think that I'm things I'm supposed to be doing or ways I'm supposed to be presenting myself or showing up in places because of those people and what they think of me but then at the same time I'm like you know what fuck all of that yeah. they either gonna take they gonna take what I'm gonna do or they not or they gonna just be sad and looking stupid because I I need to do what I want to do like that well that makes me think about <laughs> I was I knew I was gonna bring it up at some point, but Billie Eilish is Yeah, tell uh, me about that. Because I didn't read this. What is Yeah, she had a she did a whole Vogue spread as like Vogue UK or something. Cause it obviously wasn't America because America be too sensitive about shit. But <laughs> uh she did a spread over there with an article and everything like that, but she's like dressed in these you no know, like kind of very like lingerie risque clothes which is very out of character for her because before she was wearing them big ass sweaters and shit she looked like a 90s grunge person you know with a green was hair. that part of her thing was that she didn't want to be like uh, over sexualized or like whatever 14 years old she should not be over sexualized well yeah but in america or in the world we do that because we gotta you know you have to think back and think about how young madonna was how young britney spears was how young christina aguilera was when they all yeah. started messed up you know monica brandy all these people so yeah they do get sexualized so she has she was every she has every right it's weird that that's like a radical opinion for you know a younger person to have yeah but in this article, she's she you know she's speaking on all of it about how like there's so much expectation because of how what the body positivity stuff that she put out before, mm. like everybody gonna judge her now, be like and be like, oh you're kind of you're a sellout now type thing, or you're not doing what you said you're doing. It's like, but she's also changing and becoming older and going through different experiences. So like, why can't she do both things? You know what I'm saying? Like if mm. she's 14 and now she's 19, that's that's different. She gonna she gonna have different experiences. It's the same Miley Cyrus did it too and stuff like that. And everybody be tripping like, how dare she suddenly change? I'm like, she was physically changing. What do you mean? Why? How dare she change her image? Um. So, and it, to me, I just like I look at that young woman and I'm like, oh, Billy. Like, I get this. Like, I fucks with you. There's a reason why her name is Billy. I feel like she is. She reminds me very much of Billy Holiday. Mm. Musically and. Uh, controversially like how she how she sees herself and how she doesn't goes against the grain wow and that's cool so yeah that's a cool I, comparison yeah so i think like i saw that article and stuff and the pictures and everything is great and i was like see that's i'm gonna take i'm gonna take that energy and be like i'm going to do things or change things up the way i want to do it 
And it might piss some people off because some people might be like, I thought you were a militant and only just doing social justice podcasts and, and talking about the black experience. While all of a sudden now you're like listening to death metal and like, I don't know, you know, whatever I might do. Watching video games on Twitch or Yeah, whatever. watching video games on Twitch. Like, I, but it's like, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want to do when I want to do it. Like, which is something I think she also says. Yeah, I think she, well, you told me a quote right before we started, which was like, do what you want whenever you want. Like, and fuck, fuck everything else. else. Yeah, yeah, fuck everyone else. Pretty much, that's the words to live by. And so I feel like uh, taking that from Billy and also applying it to what Sam says to Bucky at that time, basically like, do what you want, when the fuck you want, and fuck everyone else. But it's funny because he says it to Bucky, but it's also like he's throwing his shield around that's deflecting off of all these trees. Mm. And he's like deflecting and projecting. And then he finally catches it and it comes to him and he's like, oh. I also need to be taking this advice. Yeah. I, see, I don't think I don't think they'd be intentionally doing that, but I can. Oh, my, I think they they must have known. I don't I don't know. You don't think if they if Disney if you were trying to do that, I need you to recognize that I recognize that, which means I am very talented at storytelling, <laughs> and I need you to <laughs> hire my black hire ass. Hire my black ass because I can explain all the scenes of your fucking TV shows intricately and thematically. So I'm just saying. Yeah. But yes. At a certain point, uh, Sam also stops deflecting and catches. Ooh, you know what's another thing you put it out to me in that show that um, maybe other listeners might not have noticed? When that small moment when the kids pick up the shield and Bucky catches it, he's on the couch and he sees them playing with it and then they like put it down because they run away. You pointed out, you're like, that is such a good, subtle moment about showing why diversity and representation is important. Very important. Because I mean, the little, the little, the two little black boys who are uh, Sam's uh, nephews, they like it's more ideal or more not ideal. It's more normal to see them like playing with like Black Panther stuff or something like that. Oh, they could be Black Panther. But see, no, in this scene, they're playing with the Captain America shield and they're all pretending to be Captain America and whoever else. I don't know. Maybe they're pretending to be the Winter Soldier in Captain America. Yeah. But because they're doing that, it shows that's how important representation is. That's why Sam should take up the shield because. It opens the road up to everyone or to other people who felt othered or who felt forgotten. Same yeah. reason why, like, it's so important for Kamala Harris, Barack Obama, and all these different people to take on these positions. I understand if they're not the fucking perfect Model T uh, South Asian woman or black man and everything that people always say. You're not the perfect one. I'm like, what the fuck is the perfect one? That does go, that goes back to that bullshit. Where I'm like, what does he need to be from like the ghetto and like be on drugs or something? Like, stop all that stereotypical negativity bullshit. There's no perfect representation of any race or identity, but it is yeah. important that we do have as many varieties of that in all different positions. So like, I'm I'm more I'm open to a new Captain America being black. I'm open to a new president or a vice president being black or a woman or anything like that. I don't need it to be the perfect one. I just needed to be somebody else and not all these mediocre, <laughs> uh, lightly colored, less uh, visually cultural we, <laughs> human beings. We just need to go to therapy, do the work, come back around and be supportive. Yeah. Me, we got to be Bucky style. I'm, I'm trying my hardest not to just say white people so like people don't <laughs> listen to a piece of this and be like, oh my God. He's this like is what really, he's trying to say. Yeah, anti-white. Yeah. That's really silly. Um, so what else we're we talking about? Thunder Force. Yeah, I also saw Thunder Force, which I saw had a horrible rating on IMDb. What was it like five? or It something? was like four point four or something. Which Ew. like that movie was great. 
You want to know why? Because it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Yes. Be a cheesy, fun, dumb superhero movie. Yes. And I, I feel like I went into a pretty good last episode about it, I think. Yeah, I think you talked about it. But... But I just think... I just wanted to share, like, I had no expectations going into that movie other than you said it was good. And it was good. And that's why it's like I... I feel like there's some sort of like backlash that some of these movies get just for what they're about and and who's in it. Yeah. I just think that's the only reason why anyone would go out of their way to go downvote this movie so bad. And oh yeah, I don't understand. If you don't like a movie that much, like I don't have the energy to go to Rotten Tomatoes and like let them know that I didn't like it. Like yeah. that, that's something I don't understand. I don't get is like people that go on Yelp or people that go and review something that they hated. Like, are you doing that because you like really don't want other people to go visit it or like enjoy it? Like, if there's something that's detrimental that can harm people, I get that. Yeah, if there's a restaurant out there that has like full rats just chilling inside of their like pasta sauce or something like that. Yeah, by all means, go to fucking Yelp and be like, there's rats in the pasta sauce, y'all. But <laughs> if it's like you just went there and then like you didn't like the waiter and like you just had a, a bad time, like that's not, that, what, why are you taking all the energy to go let like bitch about it and complain about it on the internet? That takes so many steps. I can't even do that about stuff I like let alone something I didn't like. So the fact that people can like be like, you know what, Thunder, uh, Thunder Force wasn't that great of a movie, but let, let me take 10 minutes of my day, 15 minutes of my day, go to Rotten Tomatoes, give a downvote it, talk about or IMDb, it. which like who even write, rates movies on IMDb? Ugh, that's like the Facebook of fucking film, uh, the film critic world. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people use it. And it's, it's very established and very prominent. And if you don't have one, like, where are you? What are you doing with your life? But at the same time, you're lame as fuck if you use it that religiously. <laughs> yeah, to the point where you're commenting. I'll use it to, like, look things up. Quick, pop in, pop out. I got yeah. to do two, two or three things. By no means do I need to make an account and go downvote a bunch of movies I don't like. Uh-uh. I ain't got time for that shit. Yeah. Well, I thought that was a great, this is a great film. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, Octavia so Spencer funny. can do no wrong. I'm tired of this. I've been like Octavia Spencer before y'all even knew who she was. Because I know there was a point in her career that you didn't know who she was. Oh, no. See, yeah. I didn't know her before that. She help. didn't just pop up at the help. That's not, that was definitely not her first movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I re- do y'all remember, you remember Bad Santa? I never saw Bad Santa. Oh, she was a prostitute in Bad Santa. And I feel like everyone forgets that. Um, <laughs> That's he tries great. to Thurman Merman. <laughs> Wait, what? He, he tries to get Thurman Merman laid? I've never seen the movie. Oh, okay. I just I don't know who Thurman Merman is. Thurman Merman. I think that's in the second one. It's in Bad Santa 2. I don't know. Is Vince Vaughn in Bad Santa 2? No, it's Billy Bob Thornton. But, this, but he doesn't bring Vince Vaughn on as his sidekick? I don't know. I feel like Vince Vaughn is in Fred Claus. Okay, that's what I was thinking uh, of. Yeah. You I was like, you... there's some movie where Vince Vaughn is also in it, and he's like the brother of Santa Claus or something. And these movies where only white people exist. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of those movies. Bad the white overs. black people, but um, I was thinking of Santa Claus with Tim Allen. This is such a tangent. Okay, but, I will say I love Santa Claus with Tim Allen. That's a genuinely... No, but if you watch those movies like that, and you look around, you're like, wow, it was very like, where are they? Yeah. What city are they in? Like I, that's one thing that frustrates me with like, why I love Falcon Winter Soldier because they show the world we live in. Yeah. Versus the world that like someone created for a fucking movie. Like when I watch you watch these old trashy ass Woody Allen movies, these fucking ridiculous ass problematic ass black and white 
boring, low-level story-ass movies. Read them. Damn. You know what I'm saying? If you're, <laughs> if you're a Woody Allen fan and you're mad at me for saying that, I didn't want you in my circle anyway. You should be mad at Woody Allen yeah, for you being be a creep. But anyway, but I, you watch these movies, I'm like, what? There is no... You literally had to tell people they cannot be on camera if you filmed this in New York and there's no people of color. Because everywhere I didn't fucking see in New York City, there's a person of color everywhere. Yeah, All New York it. is a very, like, and peop- everyone is out. Yeah. Like, it's a very mixed city and everyone is out. But no, not in these movies. And that's, that's not even far back, doing Woody Allen. But then you take it a little further back to the 40s and 50s and shit, then it's like, those movies don't definitely don't have any black people or people of color either. And I'm like, that's not the role we live in. This, sure. the role we live in is what you see in Thunder uh, Forest, what you see in Falcon Winter Soldier, which is very mixed and eclectic of all shapes and sizes, ages, genders, all that shit. And so that's why at the end of the day, you could throw away all of the storyline from Falcon Winter Soldier. You can throw away the storyline from Thunder Force. I still appreciate it for what it was doing because of what it physically looked like. Yeah. And I think that's why so many people don't like movies just all like just because of that reason. Like, they have, like, a, like, oh, woke Hollywood, and they're so aggro against it. And it's like, if that's your reason, you're racist. Sorry. Yeah. So, I think what I would like to finish this, like, conversation on, and, like, kind of be our last, like, topic, yeah. is I think we need to reconcile and deal with our expectations of America and being disappointed with that. Because I will say, while I talked all this mad shit on people who go on to Yelp and complain about their bad experience at a restaurant, I feel like I kind of am a negative reviewer of America sometimes. Oh, you kind of. We we both are on this show, for sure. So, like, I kind of bitch and complain, which is why I feel like it's all rooted in, like, I have this very high expectation of what America should be or what people should be doing in, in response to Donald Trump, in response to racism, in response to sexism, or in response to governmental changes or economic changes. I'm like, everyone should be doing all this, doing that. And when they don't do it, I flip the fuck out and give it one star. So <laughs> I, I'm like, how do we reconcile with that? Or is, is will it ever go away? Well, I think that part of it, you can't just, have a list of grievances and or wrongs that you want to I'm not gonna say wrongs that you want to write but like things you want to avenge like Bucky and 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 just say like oh once I like take down all these people or 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 you know get rid make amends for all these bad things that it's done that like it's gonna all of a sudden fix itself you have to there's also the other side of it which is like yeah you have to make something better you have to offer something better yeah that that is better than the alternative. You can't just always be like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, and never say what is good. Yeah. It made, you saying that made me think about like how it doesn't make any sense that we're destroying our planet, like especially corporations and stuff like that, because if you have the means and the money and the power to destroy it, I feel like you have definitely have the means and the money and the power to restore it. So it's like, Mm-hmm. Why are you just burning down for tearing down forests and and polluting the air when you could literally just build build a machine that puts out clean and emissions or whatever that's supposed to counteract what you're going to put put out there negatively? If you go to a rainforest and you cut down a hundred trees, you should have planted a hundred trees uh 
months or years before you went to go do that because you knew you were going to do that. So you already were creating a new forest because you're like, I need these. So let me prep a new forest right now. Like if we would have done that, like if 200 years ago, if we would have kept planting more forests because we know we're going to fuck up these other ones, then we would have some, we would have had additional forests. But instead, we're just like kept taking resources and taking resources and you don't put anything back. Yeah, that's what cancer cells do. <laughs> cancer cells accumulate like resources and resources until it becomes a tumor and then kills your body. Because what? Because the cancer starts off, what it starts off as is very mediocre in comparison <laughs> to all the other fucking organs and body parts. I need so more. That, I need more. I need to be important. I need people to pay attention to me. I need your body to pay attention to me. So that shit just festers and grows and tries to take over and connects with other fucking mediocre uh, cancerous parts. Until and it then, makes a gelatinous bob with orange hair. Yeah, and, and it fucks people blob. up. Yeah. And, it's a, and it's a problem. We need to yeah. get rid of that shit. Yeah. Whether it's a... Uh, whether it's a physical cancer or if it's a metaphorical cancer it's like that shit it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me i feel like, like what we're doing with america is we're using radiation to try and kill the tumor like we're just throwing a lot of like really like negative shit at it that also hurts your body and what we need to do is we need to figure out the cure for cancer which is something that heals your body to to, to get rid of that stuff yeah that's what we need to do some sustainability yeah I mean, everyone knows it now, but it's like... Does everyone know it? It's actually a really big thing right now to invest in sustainable companies. Like, everyone has to, like, basically give their, like, sustainability record and make pledges and all this. But make pledges. I'm so fucking sick of pledges. <laughs> all pledges are words. Literally, like, pledges is just like, we want to let uh, all black people know... That when we do kill you for being unarmed, we are so sorry. You're not. Yeah. You didn't say you're gonna fucking dismantle or re or defund or reform the the legal system or or hold cops accountable or anything. Like that. You just said like, I'm just sorry. We'll do better. That ain't do shit. A pledge don't do fucking shit. Stop well, isn't the first shit. isn't the first step admitting that you have a problem and then admitting you there. have a problem, not pledging. Don't pledge pledge some motherfucking money. Don't don't be a billionaire. That's, okay, that's this one that always irked me, and I'm a, I'm I'm gonna try to leave and finish on this point. Okay. But my thing is, I'm so sick of seeing all these rich people doing charities. That doesn't that never has made sense to me. Speaking of Bill and Melinda Gates, they're getting a divorce. Ooh, yeah, I saw that. That's what charity brings Her to your life. Mackenzie, he about to be running the streets. <laughs> okay, with sorry, that, continue. With billions. Um, but <laughs> they about to eat, pray, love, but they ain't gonna do that. It's not gonna be no no man land. They ass, they got that money. They ain't gonna be dirty and shit in the RV. They're gonna be like flying in space and shit with grimes. Uh, but <laughs> Melinda's gonna be on Jeff Bezos' space tourism rocket. Yeah, that shit. They fucked up. Uh, you should have done them right by them women. Y'all messing. Y'all playing games. Um, but but no, all, but I get so frustrated seeing like I've been recently binging. Uh, Real Housewives of Potomac because I'm into that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? I watch <laughs> The Hills and I watch that kind of shit. Don't judge me. I like reality TV. Fuck okay. you. But uh, every time I watch it, every episode, they're doing like charities. They're like, I have this charity and I have this, I'm doing this for this organization. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense to me. That How shameful and disrespectful is it that millionaires and billionaires are constantly going to galas and galas and shit and being like, I pledged 
$400 or $5,000 to end the hunger in this city or for these children or to bring awareness to like this disease. And it's like, y'all collectively, you could just put your money together and build a whole fucking facility. Or you can put your money together and fucking create a cure or create a whole new medicine or something like that. You don't need to, to pay like little fractions of money, put on a nice dress and just look cute. Like, that, so that shit frustrates me. That's why I don't think these pledges mean anything because it's like you literally have, they have like the most wealth in the world and all they're going to give is a couple of words to do better. Like, no, you either got to stop the, the production of the shit that is destroying the planet or physically put in something, which sometimes that's going to be money to, to, to make things better. You can't just say that we want to do better and then I go to Vons or Walmart and the shelves are filled with all these non-biodegradable products that are going to destroy our planet. Y'all clearly ain't playing shit. Get yeah. rid of that shit. And if, if you don't think that we can handle it, we didn't have toilet paper for six months. We still were able to wipe our ass. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> take that shit off the shelves. I don't know. That's just my hot take. But maybe one day I'll become rich and I'll go to a gala and be like, I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just, it's, it's action. You have to do more than just say, we are going to do something in the future. You have to, like they say in the show, be of, actually be of service to the people that you've hurt. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Black Man in the Right World. If you like what you heard, please like, comment, subscribe, or leave us a five-star review. For more, go to www.blackmanrightworld.com or email us at blackmanrightworld at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.